Welcome to a brand new season of Women We Watch in Tourism podcast series. We are thrilled to embark on this journey with you once again as we continue to amplify the voices of extraordinary women leaders and change makers in the global tourism industry. In this platform, we strive to create a space where women's accomplishments in the tourism industry are celebrated, uplifted and valued. Our mission is to shed light on the incredible contributions these women make, ensuring that their voices are heard and their stories shared. As we enter Season 4, we are dedicating this chapter to honouring the remarkable women who advocate for sustainable and responsible tourism. These women are the unsung heroes of our industry, dedicating themselves to uplifting the incredible potential that tourism holds as a force for good. Throughout this season, we will delve into the stories of women who have embraced the principles of sustainability, cultural exchange, environmental stewardship, and community empowerment. Join us as we celebrate these trailblazers' achievements and draw inspiration from their dedication to a more responsible and inclusive tourism industry. Get ready to learn, to challenge your perspectives, and to discover the endless possibilities that lie within the realm of sustainable and responsible tourism. Welcome to Episode 2 of Women We Watch in Tourism podcast series. In today's episode, we have the privilege of conversing with a remarkable pioneer in the field of wellness travel and a human-centric approach to tourism marketing, Sahara Rose. With a passion for reshaping travel marketing strategies, Sahara advocates for a more human-centric approach that taps into the underlying reasons why people travel. Gone are the days of simply selling destinations and hotel features. Sahara believes in addressing the deeper motivations behind travel, such as healing, coping, personal growth, cultural exploration, and reconnecting with oneself in nature. By infusing these concepts into marketing efforts, Sahara helps individuals and companies create meaningful connections, foster a sense of authenticity and resonance. In addition to her impactful work as a wellness travel coach, Sahara is also the founder and CEO of the Travel Coach Network. This global community of travel coaches plays a crucial role in helping individuals set intentions for their trips and utilize travel as a powerful tool for therapy, healing, personal growth, and relationship building. Sahara is also deeply committed to promoting the sustainability of tourism by building communities and fostering meaningful connections. She understands that tourism can have a profound impact on local environments and cultures, and she actively works to ensure that travel experiences benefit both travelers and the destinations they visit. In this episode, we dive into Sahara's journey, her insights on a human-centric marketing in the tourism industry and the transformative power of trial coaching. Join us as we uncover the stories, wisdom and inspiration of one of the more remarkable women that we watch in tourism, the incredible Sahara Rose. Welcome to Episode 2 
Hi, Sahara. A really, really good morning to you. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Thank you, Sahara. And then it, it's it's uh, been an amazing uh, time reading about you. And I have been listening to some of your uh, conversations online. And I am so excited to speak with you today. But before we go on, it's a question I think uh, many people will be curious to know about is your name. So share a little bit about the name Sahara Rose. I'm sure people have asked you, is that really your name, Sahara? So share, where did this name uh, originate in your parents' mind? Yeah, um, I do get that question a lot. And since I do run a travel business uh, to businesses, people do think that sometimes it's a chosen name by me uh, for business. But no, it's my birth name. Sahara Rose DeVore. My mom was a single mom and she was very close with the Persian family. And when she found out she was pregnant and she found out it was a girl, uh, they had a niece named Zahara with a Z. And she asked if she could use the name, but she would like to change the Z to an S uh, to make it look a little bit less exotic and more Americanized. And there's also happens to be a Sahara flower and the flower uh, looks like a rose and a rose is my mom's favorite flower. So she named me Sahara Rose. Nice. And you have traveled to 84 countries. Have you ever traveled to the Sahara? I have. I have been to the Sahara Desert in Morocco. It's beautiful there. What is the most um, beautiful or uh, experiential thing that you had in the Sahara? Uh, really, it's just being able to see the vast uh, sand dunes from afar. And then we rode in uh, at sunrise, at sunset, and then we left at sunrise. And so just being able to be in that environment where you see all the colors in the sky and this just sand for miles and miles, it really truly was a remarkable experience. Yeah, it is. It is amazing, isn't it? The first time that I saw sunrise in the Sahara, I mean, I was so moved to tears. And I think that was the first time uh, that I've experienced tears just rolling down without my realization, you know, and I just couldn't move from where I was seated. So I think Sahara is so, so amazing. And I, this is a privilege and an honor to speak with you, Sahara, today. <laughs> Thank you. You're so kind. And Sahara, so tell me a little bit about um your involvement in the field of wellness, travel, and coaching. So uh, travel coaching is something that I think most of our listeners will be curious to find out because it's something uh, that is not very familiar to most of us from the travel industry. So can you share a little bit about the concept of travel coaching and what inspired you to create the Travel Coach Network? Yeah, so I'll just start with what inspired me. I graduated from university in 2010, and I studied for two years in a hospitality and tourism management program in Chicago. And of course, within that program, I learned of all of the different career options and job options that existed in the hospitality and tourism industry. But none of them really interested me. I didn't want to be a flight attendant. I didn't want to work in hotels. I didn't want to be a travel agent. Uh, so when I, upon graduation, that's when I started my travels. That's when I started my 10 year journey around the world mm -hmm. just to learn 
about myself and about my life and about what I was looking for uh, in every aspect. And during that time, I always say I traveled during a really prime time in the tourism industry. There was a rise of technology. So all I started traveling with a paper map and a flip phone that didn't turn on to tell me time. Mm-hmm. And uh, today we have all of the technology and apps and everything that's accessible at our fingertips when we travel to help us navigate and plan and book. And so I got a really unique perspective on what people liked, what they didn't like traveling and why people were actually traveling. And then there was also the rise of social media and the impact that social media had on the travel industry. We saw careers like blogging, travel influencing, but yet none of that interested me either. I said, there has to be something more. I have all of this knowledge, all of this love of travel. There has to be something more out there. I can make, I want to make a bigger impact on how I use my love of travel to help people or make a difference. But none of the jobs allowed for that. Um, The industry has been set in its ways for quite some time. Mm. And I gave myself grace and I just kept on traveling. And then I realized after a while that since I didn't find what I was looking for, I was going to have to create it myself. And that's when I started researching how to start an online business. Mm. What kind of businesses online can I do? What's online businesses are in the travel industry. And I fell across the coaching industry. I saw a lot of business coaches, life coaches, wellness coaches, and something clicked. And I said, I want to be a travel coach Mm -hmm. and I want to help people with wellness travel for the corporate world. And as I was starting that business and learning all the ins and outs of it, I had a lot of people reaching out to me, asking what a travel coach is, where did I learn about it and how can they learn about it? And there wasn't a place, there wasn't a platform for it. Mm -hmm. I was just building my business as I felt in my heart. And that's when I founded the Travel Coach Network at the same time. And so essentially a travel coach is unlike a travel agent who focuses on planning and booking and the itineraries and logistics of a trip. A travel coach is someone who helps people set intentions for their trips to help them use travel as a tool or vessel for healing, personal growth growth in their relationships, transformation. When you think about all the reasons why we travel on a human level, Mm -hmm. what are those motivations for why we want to travel? Travel coaches help people bring that to the surface and bring that realization out Mm -hmm. so that people truly can have the experiences that transform, fulfill them, and create those outcomes that they're looking for. Right. So so who would be... I mean, I would, would you call yourself the pioneer, the first person uh, who has thought about the concept of travel coaching? Well, I definitely have the platform and have been pioneering it to what it is today. But back in 2010, I started travel coaching before I even saw the term. And so finally, when I Googled it, Mm. there were mostly coach buses that popped up. And then one article talking about uh, the potential that travel coaching has in the future. So obviously that art article was far beyond its years. Um, so yes, essentially the Travel Coach Network and I are the ones that are pioneering the paths and creating the platform for travel coaches. Right. So who would be your typical customer? I mean, not everybody would be seeking a travel coach, like intentionally looking at what they want from travel, uh, looking at travel as a transformative experience. So what's that typical consumer of yours? 
Yeah. So I personally, I don't work with individuals, but within the travel coach network, there are hundreds of travel coaches who do. So I can give some examples with that. As a wellness travel coach myself, I work with business travel, uh, travel managers for their business travelers on leisure and wellness uh, experiences. But with that said, uh, some examples of what clients come to travel coaches in the TCN for are, for example, people who want to take those trips who don't know how to get outside of their comfort zone. Maybe it's a woman who is struggling with um, a bad breakup or have gone through a divorce um, and needs to travel to find themselves again. Think of all the reasons why we go on trips and we just book that ticket and we sell everything we have and we go somewhere. Where is that motivation coming from? Um, Maybe it's a family that doesn't get to spend much time together, but they really want that quality time Mm -hmm. and they really want to use that travel experience to build bonds, to create lifelong memories. And so travel coaches focus on so many different niches and help so many different types of clients because Mm -hmm. of a vast majority of pain points that they have. Mm -hmm. And and um, so besides looking at the um, emotional appeal of travel, uh, do you also curate the experiences for them in terms of packaging or you work with the travel intermediaries for that? The travel coaches are all different. So as a definition in the Travel Coach Network, we do not plan and book trips for people. We focus on the mindset, the empowerment, the coaching aspect. Mm-hmm. Think life coaching plus travel. But uh, there are hundreds of travel agents and travel advisors who are travel coaches as well, who mm-hmm. do help also with the planning and booking phase of a trip. Wow, interesting. And um, and so you also offer... Um, ICF accredited certification program for travel coaches. So um, can you share a little bit more on this and what sort of impact do you think it's going to have on the travel coaching industry? Yeah, so the Travel Coach Network is home to the first and only ICF accredited certification program uh, for travel coaches around the world. It's the only certification program uh, for travel coaches in general. Uh, yes, and we have grown to hundreds of travel coaches. And the transformation that that's going to make, the impact that that's going to make on the travel industry in general, is I've seen this rise in travel agents looking mm-hmm. to incorporate travel coaching into how they work with their clients, how they set them apart, and how they run and build their business. Um, travel coaching adds that human approach to working with clients. And it's no longer just about itineraries and logistics. And it's about getting to the root uh, and using travel as that a tool essentially for like therapy. Right. See, when when Sahara, I joined the travel agency business, it was a thriving business, you know, and as an intermediary, uh, we we made a lot of money and uh, there was always a need for a travel agent in you know, the travel experiences of our consumers, right, in, in organizing the travel experiences. Then there was a period where there was disintermediation, you know, when online travel came in and the airlines and destinations went directly to the consumer. Uh, we saw disintermediation happening and it's still happening at the moment, right? So do you think that travel coaching would be a avenue uh, for, you know, for travel intermediaries who feel or who fear that they may be disintermediated in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm seeing that by the day who the the people that come into the travel coach network and share their story of 
why they joined, I hear a wide variety of reasons. And some of it are exactly that. They're looking for something more. And like I said before, the travel industry has said, these: if you have a passion for travel, these are your only options. You must plan and book trips. You must write about travel. You must be a flight attendant. You must work in hotels. Mm-hmm. But what else is there? And, and people for years have been looking for something deeper. And planning and booking trips doesn't align with everybody or the way that uh, the industry has said, this is how you do it, doesn't align mm-hmm. with them. So travel coaching um, is this new, fresh approach to how they can really create a travel-related business that really speaks to their heart. Right. It is really, really refreshing to hear how travel agents can, you know, evolve, right, into a new dimension, right, as an intermediary. And can you share a little bit about, like, what's the process like where they join um, the the network and then how long, what's the period in which they have to go through a training with you? Um, What's the process like? Yeah, so the Travel Coach Certification Program is a self-paced program. I'm a big believer in everyone has their own journey. Um, Everyone has a a different lifestyle and busy life. Um, So there's no time that you have to begin and there's no time that you have to finish. So... The self, once people enroll, they can begin on their own terms and finish on their own terms. The Travel Coach Network is here to guide them throughout the way. Uh, it is self paced with modules so people can do the work on their own, watch on their own time frame, um, and complete their tasks. And then we have a four part assessment where they can get feedback um, and make sure that they feel confident. And to begin their travel coaching journey. Mm-hmm. And within that journey, we have monthly trainings, we have guest coaches, we have uh, guest experts, and we really touch on not only the coaching aspect, but we also touch on all elements of business. Because it's one thing, you could be the greatest coach ever, but if you don't know how to start and run and grow a business, you're going to feel stuck as well. So we focus, it's a really robust and well-rounded program Mm. that really caters to every need that the individual uh, has. Right. And approximately how many travel coaches have you trained? In our program, we have just under 400, um, but then our... In our Congratulations. Global, oh, thank you. In our global community, though, we have thousands. So we have about 3,000 in our Facebook group, That's which is our open community. And then we also have people who we have a very loyal community. So people who are in our Instagram, people in our email list who are very engaged. We are, we provide value on every platform that we can. Mm-hmm. Um because everyone uses different platforms and prefers different platforms. And so people are still part of our community that way too. Amazing. And um, you said global, so they are in yes. all There's regions. People all around the world, really, really? all around the world. So I, yes, we have people in about, I think it's now about 40 different countries Um I send welcome cards to every member that joins our certification program so I can test to writing addresses all around the world as far as Dubai, India, um, the Netherlands, Australia, lots of Australia, of course, Canada, um, all over Europe, all around the world, uh, Africa as well. So we have members who are stretched all around the globe. 
Wow, and you are inspiring me to perhaps even consider being a travel coach. I mean, I, I'm certified in coaching, but I've never really thought about being a travel coach, though I think in my my area of work and also with my family and friends, I tend to be a travel coach very unconsciously, you know? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that. I hear that often as well. People, people say, well, I didn't know it was a thing. I've kind of been doing it already. So now there's a platform and there's a structure to help people actually uh, put focus and turn it into a business. Amazing. And uh, I, I hope, you know, more people get inspired through this uh, podcast conversation that we are having and become a travel coach. Like, an, I say evolve, you know, from a typical travel agent. Like I've got a lot of friends who've been there for like 30 over years, 40 years. And and they are like, you know, what do I do next? I've always been a travel agent. I cannot think of myself becoming something else. You know, but I think this is an amazing way to build their career. Yeah, I mean, it only adds to what you're already doing. So people already have, travel agents already have the desire to help people have amazing experiences, right? Mm -hmm. So, and being in the travel industry, we already believe in the power that travel has to transform our lives and make an impact. But now travel coaching is allowing people to actually dig deeper and really get to know their clients on a human level and really transform their experiences and make it an even greater impact on their clients. Amazing. And, you know, like you said, it's a very emotional and very personal approach to how uh, travel planning is done. So share with me, Zahara, a story um, or an experience about a client whose life was positively transformed through the guidance of a travel coach like yourself. Yeah, I mean, I hear so many on our podcast as well. We are always interviewing different travel coaches and they okay. share their stories of what um, they're, how they transform their clients. Some of the stories I've heard are, for example, a woman who's lost her um, children and she had to spread their ashes and she decided to take a trip and spread their ashes in the ocean on this mm -hmm. trip and a healing journey for her. Because it's grief is something painful, isn't it? Yes, uh, uh, grief is something that it's hard to, you know, cope with and work through, and it's very intimidating and it's very scary, and that's a very, um, you know, dark time in her life that they decided to use travel as a way to celebrate the life of the children to build that bond between her and her husband and to really make it a positive memory among all of the negativity that they were feeling, all of the hardships they were going through at that time. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. I mean, um, I can, I can imagine because I've come across so many people who are, who want to get away from grief, you know, and they travel to overcome some major challenges in their life. And I've never thought of how a travel coach could have assisted through this process. So to me, this is really new, actually. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's grown so much, especially during the pandemic, mm. because the during the pandemic in 2020 to 2021, people were had a uh, time 
mm-hmm. online, especially the travel industry, especially travel agents who, when there wasn't travel, mm-hmm. they had time to rethink what they were doing in the beginning, whether they were fully happy in their business, in their career. And they had time to self-educate online, to be involved online. And we saw this tremendous growth. And I never thought the direction, I never thought travel agents would be coming into my travel coach network only because I I knew myself, I never wanted to be a travel agent. That's why I became a travel coach. So when I started the travel coach network, I was so focused on just just travel coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I, I, little by little travel agents and advisors started joining. And I realized, wow, there, there is a need for travel coaching in the travel agent industry. And others are looking for something more meaningful as well. Absolutely. Um, And so we've just grown so much and um, it continues to grow. We've had an article recently in CNN Travel that did wonders for our community over the past two months as Mm -hmm. well. And travel coaching itself, there was an article back in 2018, I think it was 2018, by um, maybe 2020, by uh, in Forbes talking about the, um, the hot topic of travel coaches. And since then we've been in that, we were not in that article because that was before, mm-hmm. but since then, any article that you read about travel coaching, you'll probably see the travel coach network in there. Um, and, you know, hear about all of these different travel coaches and the, and the wonderful things they're doing to transform people's lives through travel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's really what social sustainability is all about you know and I can you just share a little bit more because I I listened to your TED talk just so inspiring you know where you talk about how travel can help to build communities not just build mm-hmm. individuals but help to build communities as well so um, share with me through your own experiences uh, your perspective on how important you know this rise in conscious and responsible travel is and especially in the context of regenerative tourism yeah I mean those are really popular topics I'm I am always doing research and being well involved in the business travel and the corporate travel space. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of trends and innovations uh, that are going on in the travel industry. And I bring all of my knowledge that I can over to my travel coach network to help them become the most educated that they can be too, because everyone has a different uh, angle on travel and a different yes. interest in travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some really uh, popular topics. And they all within that they have def- different definitions and different approaches as well. Um, you know, mindful travel and responsible travel. All of these things there's mean something different to every um, coach or travel agent um, or business in travel. But what I was talking about in my TED talk is that one of the things I was talking about is the power that travel has on building communities mm-hmm. and from a social aspect as well. Because when we think about travel, um, every company out there beyond travel, tourism and hospitality, all focus on right now, DEI, diversity and inclusivity and mm-hmm. equity mm-hmm. in their business. Mm-hmm. And um, when we think about tourism, we think about the reasons why we travel. Some of the most common answers that you're going to get when you ask people why they travel, it's going to say to learn about other cultures or to experience other cultures and to meet new people. And tourism, the roots of uh, the foundation of tourism are people in places. Tourism in its own definition is about that diversity in people, getting to know and understand and interact with different types of people around the world. Mm -hmm. And so I always say if everyone were able to travel just a little bit more, 
the world would be a much kinder and accepting place. And so that's one of the aspects of building community, whether it's in the workplace or within your own community, you become more understanding, you become more compassionate, you become more empathetic Mm -hmm. um, for others because travel opens your eyes to new ways of living, to your own gratitude, um, to show you appreciation for what you have or what you don't have in your life. Um, And so that's just one way. So when it comes to like regenerative tourism, again, has a different multiple definitions as well, but the same thing, leaving a place better than when you arrived. So Mm -hmm. giving back, making an impact in some way. Um, all, uh, you know, the future of travel is really, really bright. There's a lot of new things happening and a lot of heart centered things happening, which I think the industry has been long awaiting for, for a while. How do you influence the, the, the travelers who come to you for travel coaching to think consciously, you know, about sustainable tourism and responsible tourism? Do you make a effort to get them to realize that and to contribute to yeah yeah well there's a lot of travel coaches in the travel coach network who do focus on sustainable and mindful travel Mm -hmm. um so being able to educate them on the impact that traveling is making because Mm -hmm. as travelers we think of so we have so many different things that we are thinking of right Right. we have planning we're getting our family ready we're getting our stuff ready we're thinking about the logistics of the trip what if anything goes wrong Sometimes sustainability is on the back burner. And also from an educational standpoint, um, we don't always know the impact that we're making. We don't know that taking the plane, what the impact that is making on the environment or taking that train or, you know, driving that car or, you know, just buying a a new water bottle at the airport. We don't think about the impact that that's making. So there's a lot of education that needs to go into that. So a lot of the travel coaches do focus on that because they are passionate about sustainability. Um, So being able to just educate through your content and working with your clients and building that into um, their planning of the trip and um, talking about the impact that they want to make because no one wants to travel and, and, um, be a detriment to an environment. No one intentionally wants to travel and be a burden to a community, right? We would like to make a positive impact, but we're just not always aware of how we can do that and what our actions, um, will you know cause so it's a lot about education right now right yeah absolutely i think one of the important roles and responsibilities of a travel intermediary as well as a a hotel or uh, a tourism attraction is to educate i think this is something that we've not really come to to realize or consciously do it but i think it's becoming more and more important today that we think of education and interpretation of something very important in our role and responsibility. So it's it's commendable, so highly commendable that you and your coaches are doing this. And and Sarah, you know, uh, I'm listening to all of the sexist stories from your end, you know, and and it's it's brilliant to hear that. But I'm so sure, you know, as you are building this company and you are the pioneer, you build it up and now you've got like thousands of coaches all around the world you must be facing or you must have faced lots of challenges, you know, along the way, as well as currently. Can you share some of your biggest challenges and how 
you overcome yeah. some of things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to. Um, I mean, where do I begin? So like I mentioned, the travel industry is a very stubborn industry. It's been set in its ways for a really long time. Change in any industry takes a long time, let alone the tourism industry. Um, So it was baby steps. And it was, I had to learn to stay focused. Early on in my business, just like any business owner, and I hear this a lot from my travel coaches starting off, is how do I um, you know, overcome imposter syndrome, or how do I stay yes. focused from the noise of the internet? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's really easy to compare your success to mm-hmm. that of others, um, yeah. or to compare your journey or your stage at that you're in at the moment to others. And I had to learn how to mute that noise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could stay focused because we're all on our own journey what works for one person doesn't always work for another. Um, So I spent a lot of years doing a a lot of self-investment in education in trying new things, um, seeing what worked for me, what, you know, stuck, what doesn't stick. Um, And within that too. So you have to be really consistent. Um, We're in a day and age where everyone expects instant results People are making money instantly online and we're comparing ourselves to the success of others and how fast we make money. And, but if I'm a big believer that if you have a business and it comes from your heart, business takes time. You cannot expect to be, you know, a success overnight because it's not realistic. Um, and learn to filter out what you absorb on the internet because you also don't know the truths of the internet. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And if you allow any of that to uh, blur your your own journey, you're only doing yourself a disservice because now you're going to be off track. You're going to feel stuck. Um, so it was a lot of years of figuring all of that out. Um, and then there was the growth. So learning to manage and scale, um, build a team, You know, those are not always easy tasks as well as are, um, you know, and and in business, you wear a lot of hats. I mean, I still wear a lot of hats. And Mm -hmm. so learning though to delegate, learning to hand over tasks and not try to take full control all the time. Mm -hmm. So becoming, um, you know, going from working in my business to becoming the CEO of my business is a a transformation. Um, And so I'm sure a lot of people focus on that too, if you're building a team, if you're, um, you know, if you have bigger visions for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then also going into the personal life aspect, um, being a woman, it's, we have a lot of responsibilities. Um, we have homes and families and a lot of stuff to take care of and then taking care of ourselves too. Mm -hmm. So learning to find your balance, learning to find what works for you and your family and your relationships too. Mm -hmm. um, your self care, what does that journey look like? So it's been a lot of challenges, but it's been a a lot of learning lessons over the years. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I wouldn't take any of it back because we have to make mistakes We have to go through hard times Mm -hmm. because it all makes us stronger. It teaches, it gets us one step closer to the goal we're trying to reach. Mm -hmm. Had it been an easy, straight path, Mm -hmm. we feel really sorry because what did we learn on that path then? Um, And so business in general is going to be a long, slow growth. So 
um, it's just really enjoying the journey, just like traveling. It's enjoying the journey. Right, right, right. Thank you. I mean, that's really inspiring to hear from you. And, you know, very often we are always at crossroads, isn't it? Because many people think that the moment you are successful, you've got this company going or they see you, you know, speaking here, there. And, um, yeah. you know, they tend to think that, oh, you got it all sorted out, you know, but this, the fact is that we will, you know, get to some crossroads. Uh, what were some of these crossroads in your life or at least in the recent years? Yeah, I mean, as the Travel Coach Network grows, especially in the recent years, and especially mostly this year too, um, it's figuring out what are the next steps? Where do I take this? How do I scale it? Um, You know, how do I, you know, it's growing so much Mm. and it's all positive things, but from the CEO standpoint and the business owner standpoint is how do I make this manageable and how do I make this scalable that also is manageable for me and my time too. So, um, it's, you know, it's, but again, it's baby steps. I I do a little bit every single day. Um, luckily I have an amazing team that, uh, takes a lot of load off my shoulders and also comes up really creative ideas also. Um, and so, I mean, for so long, I had to be the only one thinking about what does this business look like? And now I have a team that I hire within my network because they know the vision and they know the brand and, you know, they gravitated towards it in the first place. Mm. Um, They too, I leave them with creativity. I let them like share their ideas and, and implement and everything too, and hand over some of those responsibilities and some of that power Mm -hmm. um, because everyone has something different to bring to the table. Um, so it's been a lot of brainstorming. It's been a lot of integration, but again, it's little things over time. That's going to make the difference. Right. So, I mean, being porous and and ever willing to learn from even those you have coached, I think it's one of your important reasons for your growth and development, I would say. Yeah, I've learned a lot from my members and I've also worked with a lot of mentors. Um, Mm -hmm. I have all from day one of an idea for my businesses um, years ago, I always sought out mentors from so many different industries at so many different uh, stages in their business, so many different careers, because, you know, there's a lot to work on and there's a lot that you have to uh, manage and focus on. And that I'd rather, instead of always trying to figure it out myself, I love learning from those who have been in a similar situation or have had a level of success that I admire, or I resonate with their values um, and built this community around myself as an entrepreneur that I have this family that I can go to and ask questions and get guidance and help too, because it's not easy being a business owner, being an entrepreneur of all the things that you see people doing and all these highlights. It's not easy all the time. Right. So you, you, you're saying that you consciously reach out to mentors, do you? Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. And do you have, would you advise, you know, professionals and uh, those who want to be entrepreneurs to consciously do that? Oh, always. I always tell people I try to be a mentor the best I can to my members um, as well. But 
I have had so many different mentors. So people can help you in, with so many different things mm-hmm. and everyone can help with something different. So I have always sought out mentors and I always tell people like, you should always find um, people, ask for help. It's never going to hurt to ask for help. If you have questions, if you want to pick their brains, if you want to know their journey, mm-hmm. um, finding mentors is going to be one of the the best things that you can do for your own journey. Even if you're a travel agent, like there's so many different mentors that can help you, whether it's the business aspect, whether it's the marketing, whether it's the being a travel agent, maybe it's being a mom and being able to balance your work. Um, Mentors can help with so many different things. And as I grew my businesses, I would find mentors online who I would reach out to, who I resonated with their content or I, you know, being in the corporate travel space, I know a lot of CEOs of big companies who I find, uh, reach out and ask them for mentorship. So I am not afraid of asking for help. Right, right. I think that's what it is. You're so courageous, you know, to reach out and ask for help. And also at the same time, no matter how successful you are, your your humility, humble, being humble to receive help. Yeah. Ask for help and receive help. I think that's an incredible quality. Yeah, I mean it's not um it's not easy. I ha- I'm I was raised an only child. I have traveled solo around the world. I'm very independent. I I can do anything on my I my own. I know I can always figure anything out. Mm-hmm. But the value that people have and those relationships and those connections and those conversations can add so much more to your journey. Um, so being able to break free of that, um, you know, that mindset that I don't need help from anyone and I can do mm-hmm. this all on my own is not going to do you a, um, much service in your business. Just like, have you been traveling on your own? You, there's times you're going to have to ask for help. That's you know, exactly there's times true. where you're going to need directions or a places. I know I did. And um, it's the same journey. So you never know what uh, value your mentors and others can help uh, provide you with. Absolutely. And, and you know, in, in line with that, you have been recognized as 2023's most influential women in travel by Travel Pulse, you know. So how do you see yourself as someone who's influential? Yeah, well, it was, I'm one of them. There are there were um, a couple of different people, but um, many amazing women in that article. That was such an honor. I did not know that was coming at it all. It is. It is such an honor, you know. Yeah. You forget who's watching you, and I. I sometimes, as an entrepreneur, you are in your own world. Right. I know what my tasks for the day are. I know what my vision for the month is. I know what my long term vision is. Mm-hmm. I know what my daily tasks are. So you forget who's watching you and you forget the impact that you're making. And that's something that I want to take away too, is that you never know who you are influencing. You never know who you're impacting Mm -hmm. um, in a positive or bad way too. So be mindful of not only what you put out there, but be consistent because a lot of times, just like how people want instant success uh, financially in their business, People posting online feel like they need instant likes and credibility and likability, and it really gets to them. You never know who is actually following you without 
making any noise or letting you, uh, bringing you awareness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, that was real. That was a surprise to me. And that was very kind of them to include me in that. But how I think that I am influence being an influencer to others. I don't know if it's necessarily being an influencer. I'm not sure if that's a term you use, but I think it's the, um, the fact that I go outside of the box mm-hmm. and I am doing things in both wellness travel and in travel coaching that are speak to my heart, but also add meaning and depth to the travel industry. Um, it's they're both very human centric approaches that I have always believed in, and I go against the grain. And it's really easy in business for everyone to fall in line uh, with what others are doing and what the industry says that this is right and this is acceptable and this is done and this has been proven and this is a yes and this is a no. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what anyone says. If I know in my heart Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, I think travel coaching is the future and I think that adding depth and humanity to planning trips and marketing travel, then I'm going to run with that. If I think that there's more to wellness than spas, gyms, and yoga retreats, and that I think companies should really wake up and pay attention to uh, employee well-being and Mm -hmm. incorporate travel and vacation times in there, um, then I'm going to go with it because that's in my heart. And it's also what I've noticed in the industry. I spent a lot of time traveling around this world, having tens of thousands of conversations with people with the nine to five to travel, um, who wanted, you know, to travel and, um, you know, the impact that travel is making on them. And I just realized that the industry was not talking about that. Um, and so, you know, really just following my heart, just like I, I did with my own journey around the world, I think is making a big impact in my businesses. Right. I, I think your 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 own travel experiences plus the amount of thought that you have given to this, the value of wellness, you know, the value of a human-centric approach to travel is what is going to shape um, you know, the work that you're going to be doing. And and you know, I, earlier I asked you about, you know, being the most influential. Um, women. And once you have received this recognition, right, Sahara, do you feel that you have an added responsibility now in in terms of what you should do next? And what really is next for you? Yeah. um, um, Do I feel pressure of anything? No, I don't feel any pressure. I just feel gratitude uh, for the recognition. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a a long-term vision for my businesses and I'm just continuing on that journey. Um, Getting recognized without any knowledge of, um, from that editor that she was going to do that, um, shows that I'm on the right track. Mm -hmm. And so I have to just stay on that track. Um, and then what's in the future for me? Well, I have a big vision for the Travel Coach Network and being able to reach an even larger audience as well. Uh, We have an exciting membership that's going to be launched um, later this year, too, um, for those who want to be involved but don't necessarily want to be in the certification program. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also a lot of really exciting updates for the certification program and our members. Our Travel Coach Network, we're building the largest searchable database of travel coaches around the world um, that people can filter by their personal needs to travel um, and and the specific interests and uh, expertise of the travel coach themselves. Um, And so to be able to grow that is something that we have in store. 
And then as for the world of wellness travel coaching, um, my bigger vision for that is really to transform how companies market uh, for travelers and how travel agent portals are the, the education in travel agent portals by tourism and hospitality companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, really being that thought leader in, in the forefront of corporate wellness when it comes to travel um, and tra- business travel as well. Beautiful. I think with the growth of wellness travel, and now a lot of awareness has gone into mental well-being and travel as an avenue to address that. I think your right. business has got all the potentials to grow and to fulfill the vision that you have for yourself and the company. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know, Sahara, in this podcast, right, it's, it's Women We Watch in Tourism. Um, we we want to share the narratives of women leaders who are major sources of inspiration. For us, and you're one of them, you know, and for the thousands of travel coaches that you have trained and inspired. What I would like to hear from you is that who is that one woman that you watch and you get your inspiration from? Yeah, I mean, gosh, there's so many different people. Um, <laughs> you are seeking mentors all the time. I'm sure you had so many of them. Always. Um, well, honestly, and this is a pretty like expected answer, I think it is. But someone that I'm just always watching is my mom. Um, and Hi. she's someone who um, has really shown me what hard work um, is all about and the value of a dollar and to be able to go for your dreams um, and how to be kind and everything. So despite all the incredible women there are out there in business and the tourism industry that are doing wonderful things, someone that I just really credit a lot of who I am and my journey and being able to, you know, travel around the world and being able to build my businesses. My mom has always been that support for me and allowed me to be who I wanted to be and have the life that I wanted to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everyone um, has that. And so I'm very, very grateful. So she's definitely someone that I really am um, always looking up to. All right. And I'm so, I'm so, so sure that she's so proud of you today as she watches your work. Yeah, she's, she's, she doesn't always know exactly what I do, but yeah. what, um, what did she think you, you do? <laughs> It'd be interesting yeah. to find out, you know? Yeah. But she's always been there. I mean, can you imagine she's, she's always been a single mom and I'm an only child and she let me free fly around the world um, and travel and go off the grid and everything. And luckily I've, I've been able to take her on many trips with me and show her parts of the world. She would never have been able to see on her own. Mm -hmm. Um, but through business, my success is also her success too, because Mm -hmm. I work to create us, create a life for us that, um, she always tried to have for me and she Mm -hmm. didn't, um, you know, wasn't always able to do that. So now, um, it's my, my mission to create the life that she always wanted as well. Right. Amazing. You're the second person that this week uh, who who's narrated that to me, you know, uh, Dr. Catherine Koo, a really good friend of mine, and she inspires me a lot. Uh, she started a fund and she's also traveling and doing everything that her mom wanted. And, you know, a primary school educated women who has actually made so many um, who has done so many incredible things, right? So she's setting a fund and she's doing a lot of the work in the name of her mom. And again, you have you have resonated and you have also sounded the same. 
Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah, and these moms will be so proud to to watch, you know, you yeah. and what you're doing. So yeah, thank yeah. you so much. You know, it's really, um, even as I listen, I like every time I hear stories like these, I, I feel like I got goosebumps and it inspires me, you know, every time. I'm, and I, it, once again, I always feel that this podcast is something I learn so much for myself <laughs> and not just yeah. for the audience, but it's like a journey for me. Every time I sit, I get a mentoring session sort of thing. Yeah, no, I totally understand. And that's just the power of conversation and being, you know, the power of podcasting, podcasting um, allows that. And so um, not everyone gets experienced that as a host. And so you learn from such incredible guests all the time. Absolutely. It's, it's a power of, you know, the conversations, the power of proximity. I mean, even like, you know, getting you so close, you know, to me via this conversation, right? And being right. in your network, I think, it is so important going back to what you're talking about, mentoring and getting um, people to share and grow, grow us in the process, right? So develop us in the process. So this is an amazing conversation that I had with you. And thank you so much, so much, Sahara, for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a joy. And, and to um, share with the audience, what is it one takeaway that you want our listeners to get from this episode with you? Yeah, I want, uh, what I just love to tell people is to, we only have one life to live. And, um, you know, the choices that we, our life is based on the choices that we make. So if there's something that you've been wanting to do, is there's something that, a, a way that you want your life to look like? If there's a business you want to start, is there, if there's a leap that you want to take, I would say take it. Because, we can't get back the time that we have in life and we're gifted with whatever age we are at the time we are that. And in the future, we don't want to look back and say, I wish I had done this or I regret not doing that. Um, because what kind of life is that going to look like? You don't have that time to go back and do it all. Yeah. And that's something that I learned a lot from um, when I was traveling in my 20s, and I would meet a lot of older couples who were traveling after they retired. And I remember them saying to me, um, oh, I, we wish that we had started at your age, or I wish that I had um, done this a long time ago, but I never wanted to live with regrets. So everything I do in my life, I do it to the fullest and I take those chances and I try different things because if it doesn't work out, that's fine. At least you tried. Um, but I just didn't want to have a life full of regrets when I'm older. Yeah, I think it's, it's living a life true to yourself, you know, and I think that's what gives us extreme fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And thank you for making the choice to be here uh, with me and with our listeners and I'm so glad you made the choice and I'm so glad that I also made the choice to you know ask you to be here and to speak with you of some things which are which are so close to my heart as well you know so thank you so much Sahara and I wish you and your travel coach network the really you know the very best uh, because the work that you do is incredible so impactful and we need more Saharas and more travel coaches. So I really, really wish you the very best. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. And I will put the details, your details on our show notes so that our listeners can reach out to you. So thank you so much once again and wishing you a lovely day ahead, Sahara. You as well. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on this extraordinary episode of Women We Watch in Tourism. Today, we had the honor of interviewing another inspiring women leader in the field of tourism. Our guest today has exemplified the true essence of female leadership in the world of tourism. Her dedication, passion, and unwavering commitment have not only earned her recognition, but have also created a lasting impact on those she has touched. She has demonstrated that leadership knows no boundaries, and that women have an indispensable role to play in shaping the future of tourism. As we wrap up this episode, let us carry forward the lessons we have learned today. Let us continue to champion and celebrate women leaders. Let us recognize that successes are not just individual triumphs, but stepping stones towards a more inclusive and sustainable future for the entire industry. I'm Nisha, your host signing off from Women We Watch in Tourism podcast series. Until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and keep celebrating the women who are shaping the world of tourism. Goodbye. Goodbye.